0: You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Not in a minute, we live. We live. we live.
1: Welcome to the Locked On Hornets Podcast. We are coming to you from the Gittimer.com studios in Uptown Charlotte. If you're in sales and need help, visit Gittimer.com today to learn how they can help you do the one thing you want to do and that's make more sales. Make sure you are following us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Hornets and on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Locked On Hornets. You can find myself on Twitter at Walker Mail, Doug at Doug Branson NBA, and Nada at Nada the Scribe. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Visit LockedOnSports.com to check out all of our podcasts on the NBA, NFL, MLB, and fantasy sports. And once again, it, it's Doug Branson, L O H as his Twitter handle. For I was about reason, to say, you still haven't updated a copy. I have for some reason it continues to go back to NBA and I, I keep up I keep updating it as I, I look usually before the show. That's it goes my bad LOH. And Doug keeps changing it.
2: Well, no, I that, don't does, keep changing it. Do you just it? refresh just, it or no, I just have not changed it on the template that we use for the rundowns.
1: For shame, Doug. And, and I keep and then you and then you just make me look bad.
2: You well, it's like it. what happened the other day when I put the wrong info on Malik Monk's injury, which we have an update
1: right? on yes, by the way. Do. But I'm
2: just I'm trying to keep you on your toes. I'm trying to challenge you. I'm trying to make sure it's, that you're ready for this podcast I am, every day.
1: I am the stew gods that I just read what you put in front of me, and that's how I host. <laughs> no, show. you did
2: a good job. No, I'm I'm doing the wrong thing. You I, did a good job. I, no, I, no. I, I, I just Walker, Walker
0: me. undercut me on the joke that I was going to make. I was like, wait a minute, hold on. Flippity flip. What was the joke? No, the joke joke was going to be again. Yeah, you didn't update your copy. Oh no! Right.
1: Well, I knew what it was. I knew it was coming because I saw <laughs> I saw him out of my peripherals. I saw not a. Kind of going, wait, wait, ready to correct me just like he is on my top 30 Hornets list. Ready to jump right in there and let me know something. Hey, But look, I was able to figure it out before.
0: I try to clean up the errors here. I, I Again, someone compared me to Dennis Rodman. I am the Dennis Rodman <laughs> of this show. There, You just try to clean up the glass. That's I, I,
1: I clean the glass a little bit. Clean up all the mistakes. And uh one thing that is not an error by Doug today is we do have a Matt Geiger fact of the day today. Apparently, we do. We do have a, a fantastic Open. So your, all your criticism. And I knew Matt Geiger would probably be a little bit controversial in bringing him within the top 30 list. So I'm glad we have a Matt Geiger fact of the day. Thanks for Doug. Thanks to Doug for working on that. We do Thanks have an update. Steve Bob, too. Yes, yeah, Steve Bob. And, and Steve Bob apparently did not want me to hear the Open until we got to it live. So I appreciate Steve Bob working on that and also having it be a surprise. We do have an update on Malik Monk. Malik Monk, a misdiagnosis on his fractured right thumb. So we'll get to more on that later on in the show. Uh, more on Summer League. Of course, we will get to the 20th best Charlotte Hornet and the best Charlotte beer of all time. Top 20, guys. Yeah, exactly. We are in the creme de la creme. The best of the best. The, cre- the top 20. When you get to... you, We got through the top 10, and there was... You know, some decent names here and there. I feel like everyone is going to be okay with all of the names that are in the top 20, though. I feel like, I I really do. I feel like everyone's going to be okay with the names that are in the top 20 and that I think I'm not going to have anybody that was like 21 or beyond that should have been 19 or higher, 20 or higher. I feel pretty strong about the list because these names are to me. I almost feel like just how it worked out. Maybe coincidentally, I feel like we got to a different area here where there was a a, a legitimate drop off when you get to twenty one to twenty. I feel like you just got some good players here right now. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I, I'm I'm ready for you to hear, and I know you guys can't comment on it. I know you guys can't comment on it on, but I'm just. I think you guys are going to be okay with the rest of the top
0: twenty. I, I hope so. <clears throat> I, I'm ready to just call you absolutely crazy. (laughs) I
2: hope not. I hope that this list, this definitive list of the top 30 Charlotte Hornets of all time that no one else is doing, I hope it makes people irrationally angry
1: well we've got our friend at sports despair i, I forget his handle he has got a lot of stuff going on but it is someone that has also joined i think Nodded. the
2: reason why he doesn't like the list is because you keep saying like i don't know his handle whatever you just <laughs> maybe, keep that's, well, maybe that's the second off. time
1: it's that i don't want to rush him off it's it, it, it's <laughs> just pre Alone is the handle that we often
0: shout out and it's just that yeah. it makes sense in my head oh my by the way we do need to it shout sports out sports despair though we do need to shout out at daniel tapp He's rocking the Buzz City shirt. Yes, he is at Vegas Summer League.
1: Danny I did see on the that. chat. it yes. is I appreciate Daniel Tapp wearing the Buzz City shirt, and it's the Fraser logo, oh, right? Yes, that's a sweet logo. That, Buzz, is a, yeah, it's, that is, yeah, that is the sweet Fraser Seattle skyline, but it's the yeah. Charlotte skyline with Buzz City in it. That's pretty sweet. Did you guys like Fraser? I love Fraser. I watch it all the time. I thought Fraser was a good show, and RIP to the dad. Right? He just died not too yes, long ago. Yes, he did. R.I.P. to him. That Better was bring a f- the show down. <laughs> yeah, that was. I don't know why I said it with such enthusiasm. Lead into Chris Kroger
2: to. with the death of John Mahoney. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are. Oh, wow. We are going
1: to. Yes, is he on right now?
2: We're working on it. Okay. okay. He's, not- walk, he's walking through his Las Vegas hotel right now, and he didn't want to do the elevator thing. No. Have you had that happen when yes. someone takes a call yeah. on radio on the elevator? It happens. See, all he's time. a veteran. He knows.
1: Yeah, he does. He now. should know. And appreciate you there. So, Doug, just uh, announcing the guest that we're going to have on here in just a little bit, the new Hornets play-by-play announcer. It's going to be Chris Kroger coming on here in just a second and been a very busy man making his rounds across all Charlotte media as the new play-by-play voice for the Charlotte Hornets radio, of course, taking over for the great Steve Martin. Yeah. Um, excited to have Chris Kroger on, man. I mean, it's I, he's been, again, he's been so busy, but he seems to have... A, he seems to be having a really fun time, a really genuinely fun time, and I, I can't be happier for
0: him. I can't be ha- as someone that has that literally started a month after he did. Um, I've known Chris Kroger for about three, four years now. One of the best people, mo- one of the most deserving people of what he has, and to watch someone that you consider a friend basically do his dream job, pretty much is a thing that it'll sober you up. It'll bring a little emotional. It gets you a little (laughs) verklempt uh, occasionally. And it's one of those things like, again, I'm jealous because, again, if you watch his Instagram feed and his Instagram stories, I tell you, this man is one of those that, uh, again, the shoes alone make you jealous. The shoes alone. I saw that. He, he is
1: getting his swag up. Uh, and, and yeah, you can't be happier for the guy. And you've only heard good things. I know, Nada, you know him well, and we'll get right to it. Let's head to the phone line right now, where we're joined by, again, the new play by play announcer for the Charlotte Hornets. He also hosts a podcast called Courtside Seats. He's been a very busy man, Chris Kroger, now joining us Rich on the phone line. Chris, congratulations, man. Thanks for joining us. How are you doing?
3: Uh, yeah, I'm doing well, guys. By the way, those shoes—they came from the bargain bin. I just—I'm shopping <laughs> on the clearance rack. I don't know what you guys are talking. We about. We
0: do not believe you, Kroggs. I like You liked need those more nice. people. Yeah, I, I liked
1: those shoes. Not a more of the sh- shoe kind sore. Like I'm a pretty big amateur in that regard, but I know Nada liked them, and I thought they looked cool with my amateur. So mode. here's
3: here's a story for you. Okay, this is a good story. Uh, I'm I'm shooting some uh, some content for for Hornets.com. This was last Friday. We got in Thursday and we're out I was downstairs we're staying at a at a hotel and there's a you know a special VIP entrance for you know the high rollers that come and go and mm-hmm. so we're out there shooting and all of a sudden out of the you know the the corner of my eye I see Michael Jordan walk by and I thought oh that's Michael Jordan mm-hmm. and then he proceeds to with a few other guys getting his getting his car I think he was going to play some golf and he turns around and he looks me up and down and he said nice shoes And I just so happened to be wearing my Air Jordan 3s that morning, and I nearly didn't put them on in the hotel room, but I thought, you know what, I'll wear my Js. So it's the the first words Michael Jordan's ever uttered to me was, hey, kid, nice shoes.
1: Hey, if Michael Jordan utters any kind of words to you, you're doing something right. Yeah. So Once again, we appreciate you joining us today. I know you don't have so much time with us, so we appreciate you again joining us. Uh, Really quick, coolest moment so far on the job. Is it Michael Jordan talking to you, or you got something else for us?
3: No, that's probably it. I mean, that's that. W- I I don't get starstruck, but I got. I mean, how could you not? I nearly fainted. Let's be honest. He probably still has no clue who I am or my first name. Yeah, that's fine. I I don't expect otherwise. But and that was. That was pretty cool, and I'll be honest too, guys. We've been having fun with the with the podcast that, that you were talking about, Walker. And I think what's been really fun is to try to introduce our fans to this new coaching staff because I get it—you hear about Borrego, maybe you don't know about Chad Isky or Jay Hernandez or or Ronald Norred or uh, or or Jay Triano. You, you don't know as much about those guys and Dutch Gately, and and so getting to talk to these guys and be around them this last week's been really beneficial for me, and just try to. You know, share that those guys and their stories and their journeys with, with our fans has been pretty cool because we've got we got some good guys, we got a good coaching staff that I think our fans are going to come to love.
1: Yeah, and it's been fantastic stuff, Chris. And we've all been paying attention to it. I know one guy also you've talked to is Mitch Kupchak, of course, the new Charlotte Hornets GM in town. And and Chris, how would you sum up the direction that Mitch Kupchak has taken this team?
3: I think he's mixing it up. You know, I, somebody asked me this question the other day. I, I would say. Uh, you know, somebody asked, are the Hornets going to be better in two thousand, two thousand eighteen, two thousand nineteen? 2018, 2019? I said, well, that's that remains to be seen. I can't say that. I'm not going to I'm not going to guarantee that because I think you're just setting up expectations that may or may not be may or not be met. But the team's going to be different. There is no doubt this team is going to play different. It already looks different. I don't think this roster is done being different. If you ask me today if the roster is going to look the same come the trade deadline or the year, I'd say. If my guess, probably not. And that's not to point out any individual player. I just think that's the mindset of Mitch Kupchak as a GM is always look at your roster on a daily basis. I think he's doing that every day. I think he wakes up. He looks at what's been presented to him, the people he's talking to, the potential trades that have been offered to him that he's offering to other teams. And I think he's always evaluating this roster. And I don't know if you could have said that for a long time. I think that's really helped. to do I think that's what you need to do as a GM and so even the Mozgov trade you know the initial joke was man Mitch really has got a got a thing for Timothy Mozgov no he no he doesn't he's trading for an asset and guess what he flipped that asset again just a couple of weeks later and so I think that's really encouraging for Hornets fans is this team I think is it's full control it is it's full basketball control is in the hands of Mitch Kupchak and he's not leaving any stone unturned
0: well, Rich Rich Homie Krogs, we, we I gotta ask you the question. We gotta get to the real. We gotta get to the real on this one. Outside of Devontae Graham, who stood out to you most probably this summer?
3: I think the one guy and I, I know we're going into tournament play tonight, but I would I would say the one guy that's already justified his two way contract is JP Makura. And he has looked the part of a guy that you want to get more looks at. So it's not to say he's already an NBA player because he's not. He's got a long way to go from a strength standpoint, a physicality standpoint. We haven't even really seen him shoot. And that's the crazy part is I think we looked at J.P. and thought, oh, well, here's maybe a bit of a sharpshooter. Here's the shooting guard they brought in. It's all the other stuff that he's done that's impressed. He's thrown his body on the floor left and right. He's always near the action. He's always in the middle of a scrum. He's always ripping at the ball. He's always in the passing lane. The guy just competes, and he's really gritty. And so that on a baseline, I think, is awesome to see. He has justified that two-way contract and getting a further look at him. And I hope he can, he can develop in Greensboro. He's a guy I'm really intrigued at in terms of what his future could be here.
2: Hey Chris, I heard you talking to uh, Jay Hernandez on the latest episode of your podcast. He's obviously head coaching the team there uh, in Las Vegas. What is he doing to sort of start to institute what what we know is a a new playing style coming from head coach James Brega?
3: Well, it's quick decisions. So, uh, and that's on both ends of the floor, offense and defense. You know, they spent a huge portion of the practice they had a few days ago before our last game, focusing only on defense. They got shots up individually and some skill work done once practice started. But it was all about defense: turning, sprinting, locating your man—just basic principle stuff. And and on offense, it's the, it's the same thing: it's run the floor, space the floor, but also make quick decisions with the basketball. Devontae's been the one guy. Who's really benefited from that? I know he had a few turnovers the other day, but going into going into the third game, he had just one turnover, and he had a a number of those three quarter length half court passes off the bounce that he's rifling through, and some tight passing lanes. So, I think that's the stuff. If you're a Hornets fan, you got to like because a lot of fans were asking for something different than Steve Clifford. They thought that maybe the game had passed Steve Clifford by, whatever that means. We'll see a different offensive system here. You're going to see the ball uh, move around the perimeter a lot, a lot of passing, a lot of driving, a lot of cutting. Uh, You're also going to see some five out at times. Billy and Gomez has been spacing the floor to do some of that stuff, and his three-point shot hasn't flown as much, but they want to run the break, too. It's not quite Tony's seven seconds or less, Mm -hmm. but they're out there running the break, and it's pretty fun.
1: All right. Once again, a big thanks to the new play-by-play announcer for the Charlotte Hornets, Chris Kroger. Make sure you add his podcast to your subscribe list. It's called Courtside Seats. Great guests, great content. So again, make sure you check it all out. Chris, thanks again so much for joining us, man. We really look forward to doing it again.
3: Guys, good to talk to you.
1: Talk to you soon. All right, we'll take a quick break and come back with more thoughts on Summer League. We'll recap some of the things that Chris Kroger had to say. Again, thanks to him for joining us. The widely the widely heralded top 30 Hornets of all time list. I know it's getting praised just all over the place. I appreciate everyone's support there. We've got that coming up next. Your Matt Geiger fact of the day. Yeah. Walker Mail, not Edwards. Doug Branson, you're listening to the Locked on Hornets podcast.
2: This is Locked on Hornets. Charlotte, How you- strong is an ox? Are we I think we're overrating the ox.
1: Uh, we are I, not overrating the I ox. I need to
2: see. I need mm. to see some medicals on the ox.
1: Yeah, why don't you do the research on that? You put your lab glasses on. You take a look at it. You I wonder if there's med-
2: anything on the internet. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast.
1: Welcome back to the Locked On Hornets podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Again, Walker, Mail, Nada, Edwards, Doug Branson here with you. Again, a big thanks to Chris Kroger. Again, the newly appointed Charlotte Hornets voice joining us here on Locked On Hornets. Again, taking over for Steve Martin. Pretty cool Michael Jordan story it starts. Very
0: cool Michael Jordan story. And to be quite honest, I would have fainted. I would have fainted.
1: Is that the one? Because getting in this business, and this is not to act all hoity-toity like we're too good or anything but again you you get to the point where you realize that these athletes are extremely good at what they do but they're guys and Mm -hmm. yeah and they're they're just normal dudes out there so then it, it kind of goes away getting in awe getting starstruck i feel like michael jordan is always the one guy on everybody's list that yeah that's the one guy if i talk to if there's any kind of interaction it, I am not, I am not opposed to being in awe of him. He is not, I'm not. Uh, no,
0: nor should you be. To be right. quite, That's it, the one guy. To be quite honest, I've passed by, again, doing like working in media in this town for a little bit. I've passed by him in the, uh, to the media cafeteria. And again, I'm starstruck. I'm like, wait a minute, hold on.
1: Like, I don't think you ever become starstruck proof unless you get way, way, way higher than we are. Right? Well, I mean, like. It, unless you just are – are, I mean, I don't even know if you become boys with him. It's just it's just pretty funny to see like Michael Jordan still having that effect on pretty much anybody. And, again, I guess you would have thought maybe back in the day that him being the owner of a team would get some free agents and get some players here. But, again, still, like, to the, the common fan, it's always going to be somebody that leaves you starstruck.
0: Exactly. And he's going to be that guy. He's probably that guy for a whole bunch of world leaders. <laughs> <And> he probably <laughs> and, is. And literally – you can't help but not get starstruck around this guy. I mean, to be quite honest, like I said, I would have fainted. I nearly fainted in that hallway seeing Michael Jordan. <laughs> so, I, I look, he 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 gets I get starstruck over him. I will not apologize.
1: No, it's all right. No, I I don't think you should apologize either. Uh, Malik Monk maybe gets there one day. Maybe we get starstruck over Malik Monk if he continues to play like he did in that first game of Summer League. And we got some good news on Malik Monk. Malik Monk, a guy who was initially diagnosed with a fractured right thumb, supposedly was supposed to be out six to eight weeks, but ends up being okay for the most part. Looks like he has... Just, um, I don't even know, is it a strained right thumb now is what they're saying it is? Not going to be out for six to eight weeks. He's now listed as day-to-day. And again, it doesn't look like he's getting a good portion of his summer taken away from him, just like he did last year. Fantastic news on our part, because that's the one guy I think we want to see more than anybody on this yes. roster. And maybe, just maybe, I, I don't know if if we'll see him for Summer League, but perhaps it is a guy that comes back in Summer League if the Hornets can win a game or so.
2: But I'm interested, how do you mess this up? Like, how did how, oh, did that's, that, that's how did that error Happen where you say, oh, it was a fractured thumb, but now, and I know it wasn't on the Hornets. They were getting him evaluated, I guess, at UNLV. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to go there. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a doctor, but I, I will just say, like, how do you? Was there a smudge somewhere? Did someone drop some some pudding? It was just on a hair the X-rays? that got on the film.
1: They thought yeah. that was a, a hairline fracture, but it was really just a hair that. How had do you mess this?
2: This feels like a big mess up.
0: I, I think it's one of those situations where UNLV probably needs to update their equipment. And it probably has been the same x ray machine for, I don't know, since 1989, probably since 1992 and Larry Johnson. Like they have not updated the x ray machine since 1992. And unlike the copier, it still worked. And they're like, okay, if it ain't broke, why fix it instead of updating it?
1: Well, I am excited. That they were wrong. I mean, that is good. It is good news that they were wrong over there at UNLV. They might not want to be wrong, but I'm glad they are. So now we just might see Malik Monk in Summer League. What do you guys think the chances are of us us seeing him
0: again? For a 10.30 game tonight, I hope he shows up. For a 10.30, because, again, they play tonight at 10.30. I need him to justify me staying up (laughs) this late.
1: It might just be Malik Monk that can only do that.
0: Because, again, i got to
1: wake up extremely early. I'm waking up at, like, 4.30. I mean, staying up for a 10.30 game... Yeah. If, if that's the case, then Malik I hope Malik better Monk play. play
2: There are there are some fans though that would look at this situation and go, hold on now, hold on. Don't don't play Malik Monk again in the summer in a meaningless summer league game if there's a chance he could be injured again. And
1: I would lean that way if there's a chance that he can be injured again. I mean, I would be fine. There's with, always a chance. Yeah. Well, and if there's more of a chance than there wasn't, right? I mean, than there was in the first place, yeah. I guess I should say. Because if he was just normal, healthy Malik Monk out there, then yeah, fine. If he was already back, I just have a hard time believing that they got it so wrong that he would be okay two days later. You know, well, there, there's got to be something going week. on there.
0: It's almost
1: a week, though. Well, not not really. What is it? Is it? five like, days? Five? I guess it's five, five days. days. Still, I mean, still, that's a that's a miraculous five days route. a week. That's a saying. People say that. Yeah, yeah. Mir- miraculous still turnaround for me to see I mean, him come back. It's a business back.
2: week. It's a business week. I know a lot of if, people if like to say seven days fine. a week, but I think five days a week.
1: If he's 100%, then fine. <laughs> Put him out there. If there is a little bit more concern that you get him injured, then maybe you just wait a game because they're guaranteed two more games. So maybe you set him out a little bit more until you get to the actual week. Well, here's the The actual seven-day-a-week. They got, got a,
0: Again, if they're interested in competing and winning this tournament, and I don't necessarily know why, you play him in this when you play the regular guys in this when you lose, you know what? Play the play all the scrubs. Well,
1: and we did see a tweet from Rick Bennell, right that yeah. that could have been the last game against the Celtics that we saw a Most lot of minutes starters, from yeah. the normal rotation players. Correct? Yeah. So we might it, it might not be justified to stay up till ten thirty. I mean, it'd be interesting to see Devonte Graham, who it looks like still is going to play. You would think he has to play um, because they don't have another backup. Right? For sure. JP, Makura, like, I I don't know if if those are going to be the guys that get the most minutes tonight, but it would be, I I would think that with that kind of tweet, with that being out there, that perhaps you don't see Billy, perhaps you don't see Malik, even if he was ready to go, perhaps you don't see Dwayne, and they start to give some of the two way contract type of guys some of the guys trying to make that team. Yeah, Bridges probably is another one as well. Um, So, yeah, so Malik Monk, again, he is healthy, uh, at least a little bit healthier than we thought he was in the first place. So, that's all good news from Malik Monk's end. Matt Geiger fact of the day. He was the 21st ranked Charlotte Hornet of all time on my list. I caught some heat for it on Twitter. I caught some heat for it on Nada. Doug, yes. the only guy on my side. But it did lead to a fantastic segment that we will be implementing, I think, every day. But today, a special day. Well,
2: a- yeah, so so here's the thing. This will be an everyday segment. and But I wanted this segment to have some extra oomph. So I went to the man that I always go to for extra oomph, and that's Steve Bob Forrest, fan favorite of the show, fan favorite of Danny the Chat in Las Vegas. People like this. Yes, people Steve love Bob. Steve Bob, and he's a great uh, producer of these type of intros. So I said, hey, can you make me an intro for this? And he said, sure, Matt Geiger, yeah, love that. He's <laughs> a big classic Hornets guy. So he gives me this intro today, and this intro is very day-specific. You're going to hear it in just a second. And I said, well, actually, we're doing a Matt Geiger fact every day, every show that we do. And he was like – are you sure you want to do yeah. that? I wouldn't. I would. I think people would just want it maybe once. I said, no, no, trust me, it'll work. People are going to love these facts. He said, uh, okay. i <laughs> not all right. feeling it.
0: Steve should have just listened, done what he was asked, and just ate. Again, as a proper saying in the African-American household, you should have just sat there and ate your food. And Steve did not just sit there and eat your food.
2: Sit there and eat your food. That's a popular saying.
0: That's a popular saying. You should have just sat there and I'm glad ate Steve your gave food. us more.
2: All right, here it is. The Mac Eiger fact of the day. My,
1: my <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Fire from Steve Bob, oh, God. God, I love it. He stole
2: one of my facts. That's the, well, there was a fact about Matt Geiger that's in that intro. That's that. in
1: it. God, that's a bit. Steve's got some soul, doesn't he? I, I think I, I knew it when he said it, that he listens to a tribe called Quest, and I think he knows every lyric to Midnight Marauders. Is he that right? Should.
0: Again, he should. He lived in Brooklyn for a good
1: I think I bit. can see it come out right there in the Matt Geiger rap he just had. Mad- God, fantastic. I appreciate it, Steve Bob. Doug, hit us with the Matt Geiger fact
2: of the day. Matt Geiger fact of the day. Did you guys know that Matt Geiger changed NBA history for the Eastern Conference in the year 2000? In the year 2000. (laughs) He He famously refused to waive the $1.2 million annual trade kicker for the final four seasons of his six-year $47 million contract for the Philadelphia 76ers. Hold up, how much did he make? Well, it was a six-year $47 million contract for the 76ers. But he refused to waive his trade kicker, and that move stopped a trade that the Sixers had in place, which would have shipped Allen Iverson to the Detroit Pistons. And of course, we all know what happened after that. The Sixers would go on to win the Eastern Conference Championship with Iverson, as the league MVP. I
1: do not remember that happening. I remember there being problems, of course, within that organization between Larry Brown and Allen Iverson. We all know the documented problems they had. Larry Brown versus
0: everybody, really.
1: I don't remember that that was an actual trade that could have happened until that that happened. Of course, Allen Iverson would find himself on the Detroit Pistons after a while in his
0: career. Washed up up AI. But Matt Geiger, (laughs) Matt Geiger, teaching us all a lesson that is so important to us secure the bag secure the bag secure the bag matt geiger did that's a big contract for him even back in the
1: day six years 47 million exactly million coming off worth it
2: secure the bag and do your research when you go to buy a piece of expensive real estate absolutely
1: yeah. correct yeah. thank you to doug thank you more importantly to steve bob with that tremendous intro i want to hear that all the time Thank you again for joining us here on the Locked on Hornets podcast. we got one more break. We'll come back with the 20th best Charlotte Hornet of all time and the 20th best Charlotte beer of all time. Walker Mail, not Edwards. Doug Branson. It's the Locked on Hornets podcast.
0: This is Locked on Hornets. Now that we have this question, <laughs> I, got, I, I feel like I need to ask this. Mm-hmm. Are y'all sweet potato pie folks or you pumpkin pie folks? Pumpkin
2: pie folks. Sweet potato folks pumpkin pie sweet yeah. potato it's time for more of the locked on hornets podcast wait wait wait
0: wait 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 hold, hold, hold on stop this stop this train right now okay i asked for i this. go acapella i asked for a specific bump on this and you don't give me the right one what kind of operation are we running here, Doug?
2: Well, that's the that's the a go-to. I think people bump, pretty much right? know that this is a shoddy operation by now.
0: This wasn't the one I asked. Again, when you previewed some of these bumps earlier in the day, you were like I I got I had my one that I wanted. I had the one. I was like I was like Mike Lowry and Bad Boys from now on, we play that bump as the first one. And here you go, and you mess up the order. First, you didn't give me my order right the first time. And now, you didn't even give me the right bump the second time. What, what kind of operation are we
2: running here? You know what's really interesting about what Chris Kroger said about Mitch Kupchak <laughs> and what's earlier that, in the show, in that interview? What do you think? What? That he wakes up, that he thinks that Mitch Kupchak wakes up every morning, gets his cup of coffee, maybe has a muffin, Sits down at what kind of muffin? Certainly a brand. You got to take care of your digestive system.
1: I mean, Mitch is definitely on the brand muffin diet.
0: Okay, I,
2: I and he looks at this roster and says, "What can I do to make this roster better?" I think that's very interesting. This idea that he he goes day by day, what are you trying to say over roster. there, Doug? I'm saying it, it can't be very relaxing. I like to relax in the morning. I've been I've been doing this thing where I get up, I make a cup of coffee, I walk the dog, and then I come back and I read a book. You don't think
1: about how you can make the Hornets roster better?
2: I don't. I don't even think how I can make the show better as as we've seen from this, the yes. way I've handled the bumps. <laughs> yes. Walker, what do you do? What's your morning routine?
1: Oh, my God. My morning routine is hit the snooze button a couple times, get up, shower.
0: Yeah, you get up at three in the morning. Drag the morning.
1: out of bed and then eventually get to work and kind of be a zombie, getting some stuff ready for the show. And that's about it. Like there's not a whole, there's not a routine that I really, it's just wake up at, I, I probably wake up around four fifty something like that. Eventually yeah. get up, take the shower again, then go to work and put, you know, that's about it.
2: I've been trying to read a little bit in the mornings because I'm having trouble finishing books. You guys have this problem where you can't finish it, but how, how long has it taken you? What's I've the longest it's about. taken you to, to read a book?
0: Ooh. The
1: longest week. it's taken to, to, week.
2: to start and finish? If you started a book, how did. How a long week? Does it take? No, it has to be longer than a week.
0: No, that a is week. crazy. I read crazy
1: fast. It's only taken you one week. That's the longest it's ever taken.
0: Yes. If I really am interested in a book, I finish how do you it. I should have time to week? do anything else. Reading takes a while.
2: Right. That's a good point. So, this book that I just finished today, I finished it today. It took me 15 years complete was it war and peace wow no it was catch 22 fantastic novel but it took me 15 i started it in in the middle of high school and i kept putting it down bringing it back up and so you finally finally, finished cat
1: and you remember everything from the previous time you would well because
2: every time that i would pick it back up i would go back to the beginning and i would get just a little bit farther. but 15 years later I finally finished a book. So, so you
1: would always start from the beginning. You wouldn't yes. start from where you left off. It's not like you had a bookmark that you had to dust it off and blow the dust off of
0: the book and then finally pick up reading No, you know he had the bookmark. You know he had that goose Well, I bookmark. destroyed
2: the paper copy because I had it so long, so I had to get the digital copy to finish. But that's not the point. The point is- Was it a good book? It was a great book, and I think I it's appreciated it more because I read it over 15 years. And I want to circle this back to the Hornets. I feel this way about Kimball Walker.
0: Uh-oh. How, how so? Talk Doug. to me, Doug.
2: Because I feel like we've been with him on this long journey, and, and we had, there's all this sentimentality, the same kind of sentimentality that I had for these characters of this book, that I didn't want to read the last page. I didn't want to let go because I knew that would be the end.
1: Where are you now? Yeah. Are you at the last page of Kimba Walker's Charlotte Hornet's career? I feel
2: like I am. And I feel like, listen. Are you
1: okay? Are you comfortable with shutting that book and, and letting and going on to maybe a different chapter in you your life, a different book in your life? Or are you, you okay with
2: I think we all as fans need to grow and finish this book and, and be okay if the book finishes and be, and be okay if there's not a sequel. And, be, and there are other books out there. That's what I'm saying. That if the, and, and listen, I would love if this book continues, but I think I've spent 15 years reading this book.
0: Um, it, was time it just to finish. feels like 15 years in the seven-year career of Kemba Walker. Because, it he, because
2: the, so much happened in that book.
0: Yes. Put it on the poll. If Kemba Walker were a book,
1: what would the title be? Or maybe what book is Kemba Walker? Maybe an already-made book? What would one would you rather have?
0: I, I have 30 million titles that I just cannot use for this, to,
2: for this topic. David versus Goliath? No, that's a good one.
1: Like, who's Goliath in this situation? Who's David? I don't know if I... Is is Kimba Walker David and the whole NBA is Goliath?
2: Right, for like him to he's overcome. Trying to his, represent the little
1: guy, the
0: Giving
2: Tree.
1: All right, the Giving mm. Tree. Giving That's tree more Nick good. Batum.
2: That's really more Nick Batum. No, because he's given us he's given us he's so given much. Us, he
1: has given us a lot. What about this at the end of his career? You can have maybe this can be a chapter in this end in, in this book is where the sidewalk ends. Go in another Shell Silverstein for you. Where the sidewalk ends, where his career ends. I mean, Kemba in a
0: terrible, horrible, no good, very
1: bad day (laughs) does work. That's not bad either. Yeah. Put it on the poll. What kind of book would you equate to Kemba Walker's Charlotte Hornet career? All right. we ready to go in the top 30 Charlotte Hornets of all time, top 30 Charlotte beers. Doug, hit us with the beer. We're at the bar. Hit me with another one.
0: Yeah, I mean, you did bring up a depressing topic.
1: Yeah, let, let's uh, let let's let's drink after that fifteen-year book. It took on? me way Where too are we long. On
2: now number twenty. We're on twenty. 20? We're
1: in the top twenty, Doug.
2: We just went this over is this. A special
1: moment in I'm podcast ready. history. We're going now. I'm prepared. Down from the top twenty best Charlotte beers and Hornets of all time. I
2: want my oh, beer, Doug. Man. Give it to me. I Give it to real- me now. I just now. realized that number nineteen needs to be way higher. I'm going to change this list pretty soon. Um, so this, wait, this wait, top- wait, hold on. You're altering the list on the yeah, fly. What's sure. funny
1: is it looks like he may have not even looked past 19 in the first it's, place. Well, <laughs> like, like we just now got oh, to the man. fact that 19, Underlined. it just, it just popped up.
2: Now 17, 17 needs to be, it can't be lower. I've already revealed. My good 17 good Lord. Skills. Excellent. production right. skills. Here we go. Number 20, the 20th best Charlotte beer of all time is Captain Jack. Is this another winter beer? No, this is no. Oh, this is a popular. This one, is I one think. of my favorite. Beer. I was about to say you okay. let this go to twenty. Well, because this is not my favorite beer list. First of all, it's not my list at all. Right. But second of all, it's not my favorite beer list. It's the best. I had to be objective when but thinking.
1: Still about going this. down to twenty. Okay.
2: Twenty. Uh, like right. if it's a favorite beer, you can. I mean, are you saying putting... you just don't like good beer, is What you're saying. I always tell people that Captain Jack is a lot like a Miller Light on steroids.
0: That's a really good beer. Yeah, I
1: I mean, Captain Jack's not exactly my favorite. I'll drink it, but it's not my favorite. That's actually not a bad description of it. Yeah. But OMB, tell us more about it. I apologize, Doug.
2: This is what Matt McKenzie of Charlotte Magazine wrote about Captain Jack. Always fresh and smooth, this pilsner is named after Captain James Jack, the local tavern owner who risked his life to carry the Mecklenburg Declaration of Independence to the Continental Congress in Philadelphia in 1775.
0: Now, Doug, I do have one more question. If Matt, if Matt Geiger can be 21 on the greatest Hornets, of, again, greatest Charlotte Hornets ever, mm-hmm. you couldn't seven. you couldn't legitimately, off of sentimentality alone,
2: lift this up into maybe the top 12? No, I have a responsibility to the people that listen to this show who need You just edited facts. your list on the podcast. Objectivity has been dead with you. Oh, number 15 has got to be higher. Thank you.
1: Love I've been that. trying to be objective with mine. I, I feel comfortable and you failed where I am. Miserably with, Matt Diger with being 21, the 20th best Charlotte Hornet of all time, top 20 guys. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I told you, Woo! we're at the top 20. By Woo-hoo! the way, it's not 21st anymore. We're top 20. Give it to me. We were top 30. Now we're top 20. Good stalling. The 20th best Charlotte Hornet of all time. Uh huh. Vlade Divac. <laughs>
2: Woo! Coming
1: in as the 20th best Charlotte Hornet Divac, of all time. Divac? Are we cool? I think it's Divac. I looked this Divac. up because I have some pronunciation problems on this podcast that I found out very early very early on. So I think that's correct. I've always called him Vlade Divac. And I think that's wrong. And then I think you go pronounce the C-H. And I think that's even wrong. I think it's a T at the end. A T-S. Vlade Am I right about that, Vlade Divac? I'm pretty uh, sure that's it, how you pronounce
0: it. I don't think anyone's really asked him the proper one. Because mainly so call him what you want, Just like, call him Vlade. like literally, he's one of those guys that you have those, like he's in the middle, like mid Marlboro when you ask him, so his mouth's already dry. In it,
2: Sacramento, they pronounce it "da damn."
0: No, no, no. <laughs> it's an all star for
1: Sacramento. You don't slander Sacramento, Blatte. Uh, uh, maybe they do. Not, yes, no, uh, play yes, yes, game. Right, yes. right, right. After the now, point. they <laughs> do. Now they absolutely do. Now, yeah, it, talk about a, a weird legacy in one city. A has, I don't know if he's been at the top because he was a one-time All-Star, but that was it. But man, it's not going well for him now. Thoughts, questions, concerns?
0: I don't hate this one. Twenty. Yeah. 20 I mean twenty feels I really think we're right. gonna
1: be all right with the top twenty. At nope. least I
0: don't think they're gonna be there's gonna be one that's gonna annoy. I don't me.
1: think anybody is going to question the fact that they belong twenty one and thirty. I feel like everyone's gonna be comfortable with the people that are in the top twenty. But Vlade we went on a run of big man here. Big yeah. man. Derek Coleman, Matt Geiger. Now we're at Vlade Divots. Doug, how about you? You like where he is?
2: Putting this on the poll is it Divak, Divach, <laughs> or Divots? <laughs> Kind of How oh, do we have pronunciation D-Vats. problems? Devats? What did you say? What I say Devats. Devats. Okay. I think that's right. That's my analysis. I'm probably wrong. What this was it? a bit when they when they made this move at the time. I felt like it was as a as a young Hornets fan. It felt like one of the first big moves that actually brought significant players in, as opposed to. Moving yeah. significant players out, <laughs> which yeah, it did, which and, it did, and but
1: which is not the even end, their fault at so. the end of this. No, it's not. Um, so going into this, you know, Vlade, he averaged 12 and a half his first year, ten and a half his second year was good both offensively and defensively. was obviously a good passer. We know about his ability to pass out of the post. He was a good rebounder for this team. Uh, you look at some of the analytics. The analytics like what he did here in Charlotte. He just played two years here. So just the two seasons. But also, I, I looked up what he did in the playoffs. And he would had a pretty good playoff run. Two playoff appearances, I believe, in both yeah. of the seasons here with the Charlotte Hornets. And did well in, in those postseason. The second year, he played nine games in the postseason. So they did end up... One, they got bounced in the first round, but the second year they got bounced in the second round. So again, Vlade coming in as the number twentieth Charlotte Hornet of all time.
0: I, like I ahead said, of Geiger this, this is this is the one time I really don't have an issue. You say with. you've you've liked some of these. I've liked some of these. Like, and, and I just thought about it with your Matt Geiger thing. You put PJ Brown below Matt Geiger. I did. That was a shameful thing you
1: did. I, I do like P.J. Brown, but Matt Geiger, I feel like you guys need to go look up some of this stuff, man, with Matt Geiger. Like, Matt Wait. Geiger was not awful. Like, he was, in fact, one. he was good. He was good, Matt Geiger was. There's a reason he's getting paid $47 million and played a big role on that Philadelphia 76ers team that eventually would go to the Eastern Conference Finals. Over P.J. Brown. I like PJ. The thing about those guys, again, it is tough. And I talked about this on Twitter with Adi Joseph. It's so tough with the longevity being nothing here for the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, You're not talking about many guys that have played over even three seasons to go along with what all these players have played in yeah. the top 30. I mean, it's crazy. No, it's, I mean, Vlade's played two. Matt Geiger played three. Jason Richardson would have been higher on the list, but he only played, played one, one year. Steven Jackson played like one and a half when you look at the games. It's crazy to see all these guys and just nobody stays in Charlotte for long.
0: No, no, they don't. And it's one of those things where it's a transient town, and it basically is very emblematic of the city itself right and, now. And that's why. We'll bring it full circle. It's so tough to get rid of Kemba Walker, who is
1: someone who is now the franchise leader in points and someone who has been here six, seven years. It, it's crazy to see that a, a fantastic Charlotte Hornet yeah. just might have to be gone in order for this team to get better. I, I know some people think that, that that goes into the tanking discussion, but again, that it just might happen where you just might get a good return and then you might have to say,
0: I just now thought see the you later to perfect book title for Kemba. All right, let's hear it. It's Sisyphus.
1: Yeah, as as well, is is that a book? That's just it's, a character in a book,
0: right? It's a character in a so book. So you're naming
1: your own book based on a character?
0: Yeah, yes, I am.
1: That's fine. I think if you were to go character,
0: look at Doug's list. If he gets he gets creative license, so do I.
1: Yeah, I think that's fine. I think if you wanted to go with Sisyphus as a character, that probably would be just okay. If you like what we're doing here, make sure you're checking out what else the Locked On Podcast Network has to offer, including Locked On Panthers host Bill Rossetti. He's getting you ready for the preseason with news and analysis from Charlotte to Spartanburg. You can subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Locked On Panthers. We're proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network covering the biggest local stories in every market. And thanks for listening to us, the Lockdown Horns podcast on the Lockdown On Podcast Network. Walker Mail, not Edwards, Doug Branson. We'll talk to you once again on Friday.